0: on in. <laughs> Suit up. <laughs> it's morphin' time. <laughs> Transformers engage. <laughs> Pokemon go. <laughs>
1: Salon, a podcast where we talk to poets over a drink we've prepared especially for them. I'm Gabrielle Bates.
0: I'm Doogie. I still don't know what prosody means Taha.
2: I'm Luther. Missed the class on prosody Hughes.
1: <laughs> Last week, we talked with Bettina Judd about research, joy, and visual art. This week, we asked her to bring in a poem by someone else for us to geek out about. Bettina chose Black Maria by Araceli Skirmai.
2: Hook em up! Yay.
3: <laughs> body of space, body of dark, body of light. The Skyview Apartments, circa 1973. A boy is kneeling on the rooftop. A boy who, it is important to remember here, his skin is brown prepares his telescope the weights and rods to better see the moon his neighbor it is important to mention here that she is white calls the police because she suspects the brown boy of something she does not know what at first then turns with her looking his telescope into a gun his duffel into a bag of objects thieved from the neighbor's houses maybe even hers And the police, it is important to mention that statistically they are also white, arrived to find the boy who has been turned by now into the suspect on a roof with a long black lens, which is, in the neighbor's mind, a weapon. And depending on who you are reading this, you know that the boy is in grave danger. And you might have known somewhere in the quiet, quiet in your gut, you might have worried for him. In the white space between lines five and six, or maybe even earlier, you might be holding your breath for him right now because you know this story. It's a true story, though. Miraculously, in this version of the story, anyway, the boy on the roof of the Skyview lives to tell the police that he is studying the night and moon and lives long enough to offer them, the cops, a view through his telescope's long black eye, which, if I'm spelling it out anyway, is the instrument he borrowed, and the beautiful trouble he went through lugging it up to the roof to better see the leopard body of space speckled with stars and the moon far off, much farther than, since I'm spelling, the thing out. The distance between the white neighbor who cannot see the boy who is her neighbor, who, in fact, is much nearer to her than to the moon. The boy who wants to understand the large and gloriously unhuman mysteries of the galaxy. The boy who, despite America, has not been killed by the murderous jury of his neighbor's imagination and wound. This poem wants only the moon in its hair and the boy on the roof. This boy on the roof of this poem with a moon in his heart. Inside my own body as I write this poem, my body is making a boy, even as the radio calls out the Missouri Coroner's News, the Ohio Coroner's News, 2015. My boy will nod for his milk and close his mouth around the black eye of my nipple. We will survive. How did it happen? My boy, the cops, my body in this poem my milk pulling down into droplets of light as the baby drinks and drinks them down into the body that is his own. See it, splayed and sighing as a star in my arms. Maybe he will be the boy who studies stars. Maybe he will be, say it, the boy on the corner's table, splayed and spangled by an officer's lead as if he, too, weren't made of a trillion glorious cells and sentences trying to last, leadless, remember? The body's beginning, splendored with breaths turned by time into at least this song. This moment made in the macro soul caught flashing inside the brief moment of the body's net, then whoosh, back into the sea of space. The poem dreams of bodies always leadless, bearing only things ordinary as water and light. Two. I, too, am built out of a question about the sky, a body bearing things ordinary as light. And when I realized this, I was on my back. My legs and the stirrups and the lights of the technician's office were dimmed as she slid the wand up inside me after like a room the baby emptied me and space is what I thought as the technician clicked her machine for a close-up here and there and there which was really all me and the seeming lim- limitlessness of my body's dark How did I spend so many years dismarveling the body, its powers and beauties, thinking the world a place I did not belong to, thinking myself alien, though of course it was always ever my only home. And in that room, my heart then had a brazen dream and drew with its brown fingers its own curtains back so that i could see the courtyard inside it where the peacock swept the dirt with the dark of their closed tails within which the green burned secretly like a fever and i and i saw my six words and their ghosts and the mother's nodding from beneath the pepper tree and a well at the center of the yard of my heart and i held the dead given pail so it lowered so lowered it down into my chest then up and like that was taught by the elders to lift sorrow out from my sorrow you better write a Rosalie you better fucking write this poem
1: oh oh my god that first section in particular i every uh, single time i read it i mean over the years i don't know how many times i've returned to yeah. that particular section of this particular mm-hmm. poem and it gets me every fucking time
3: every time i <laughs> started crying this time yeah I'm i started crying the second time the second <laughs> section i just like oh girl why you do me like this <laughs> so good
1: oh, oh. so you you mentioned that you heard her
3: read this yeah at some point and um split this rock i want to say in 2015 16 okay. one of those maybe it must have been 16
0: did you know her at all or was that like your first like interaction? as an
3: idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure
3: like um she was at umass amherst when our amherst one of the Amhersts. <laughs> they do not like to be confused for each other. Sorry, Amherst. Right, when I was at Mount Holyoke. So we were in the five colleges at the same time, and I think we kept trying to to meet each other because it was like, you black, I'm black, let's be black together. <laughs> and you know, she, she um, was traveling more um, and so we never got up, but um, like, yeah, it was fine. That's fine. I got to be a stan from far away, and then um, I'd already already loved her for teeth, and um, yeah, like Black Maria just gave me whole new reasons to
0: stan. Yeah, this isn't the first time we've had Arcelis uh, like brought in, which is really lovely. Um, I'm curious, like, why this poem in particular for you?
3: Hmm, I guess I'm thinking because. I am thinking about the book as a whole, mm-hmm. right? As a book that's dealing a lot with uh, the effects of late capitalism and globalization mm-hmm. and on um, the way African folks are moving around the world. And so, you know, we th- we think a lot in the U S about the border between the U S and Mexico. Um, and, when we as black folks think about our watery connection we think about the Atlantic but there is also like a very volatile history and present of the Mediterranean um and I'm like I'm actively right now thinking about that um thinking about how water becomes a metaphor for black diaspora for african diaspora um and that metaphor is always death mm. um and what artists are able to pull from that is is really um informative it's like my it's like my source material <laughs> right now for thinking about this so um and like as more you know, sisters who are from the horn are like gaining in popularity in their writing and, and particularly their poetry. Um, I'm, you know, a, you know, excited to hear about that, those connections, whether it's the Mediterranean, the Atlantic or the Indian ocean and these migratory patterns that are out of flight, and stolen bodies, Mm -hmm. and um, our paths made in dire circumstances, to be quite honest, and so what that means for um, folks of African descent globally, and so this poem, like, the fact that it's like the title poem to the title section to the, you know, like, I think it's interesting that it starts with Nick Neil DeGrasse Tyson, <laughs> yeah. right? Because the rest of the book is so very it's ne- ne- near autobiographical, right? And it's it's specifically dealing with with folks crossing in in through the Mediterranean Sea and perishing. Um and here she's like, "Well, we're going to go to New York <laughs> <laughs> in the 1960s, 70s and like Neil deGrasse Tyson is studying the stars. Mm -hmm. Right, and um, that kind of diasporic connection is interesting to me and I understand that she's making also like a connection about what it means to have the capacity to explore. Mm -hmm. Right, like who is able to explore, who is able to see beyond like what is readily available to the eye and in space. And, you know, the the very idea that there is a black astrophysicist is a thing, um, but the parameters around which he could be imagined to want to see mm, yeah. beyond his space um, is, I think, the thrust of the book and is the kind of thrust of all of us who are doing this work around, like, Asking ourselves what is the ocean telling us, um, and I'm I'm calling that black feminist oceanography.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yeah, okay. I'm letting you heard it 1st Let's it that. Yeah. Like, I think like I think a lot of um, folks are doing it in a way like um, Alexis Pauline Gums is, mm-hmm. um, you know, right now posting in her Instagram these really amazing kind of musings on sea mammals Mm. right like what does it mean like if black folks struggle to be considered human um and if our home is the sea (laughs) orcas are my cousins Mm. (laughs) you know Mm. like and so like how do we decide to like relate to non-human beings like what are the um with with kind of the knowledge of our own history of assorted relationship to the sea right like an, another kind of like factoid is you know people have talked about how the transatlantic slave trade actually changed the evolutionary process of sharks Right. Mm-hmm. Like there was like there was so, a way like that sharks expected food to be fed mm-hmm. um, their migratory patterns because of slave ships. Right. And so it's like we are already a part of a an ecosystem because of this, again, the, the effects of capitalism and, and mm-hmm. how globalization has, you know, because globalization. 1492, right? Like, this mm-hmm. this is the early part of it pirates and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, what, what, like, maybe we could do well to think about, um, and I say we as in like folks in the African diaspora to think about our relationship to the sea mm. as well as the land, especially since sea levels are rising. I mean, hmm. might as well take home turf. <laughs>
2: Um, a moment in the poem that is really um, both sad and also compelling is when uh, um, uh, the speaker says, say it, and it's in parentheses. Oh, oh that kills and me. It's, yeah. it's so compelling. It's compelling because like we know what's going to happen next, but it's mm-hmm. compelling because it's the only time the speaker's talking back to themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Other times in parentheses, it was to the, the reader. like mm-hmm. it's, I'm to here that the person's white, the person's mm-hmm. black, but there was like, say it like you gotta you have to say what yeah. people are thinking like and that's that and in what itself I'm and what I'm, I'm, yeah and, and she already to told say. we're you try to say we're holding our breath for the thing to cut mm-hmm. to come so we're just like is that ever gonna happen and she like sits up we like maybe maybe the death never yeah. come but yeah then when she like say it, you're like ah
0: yeah it, oh, it has yeah.
2: to happen. Yeah I have to consider yes. I have to consider yeah. I have to reckon with this.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And and so much of it is obviously about like the failure of one's imagination like Mm-hmm. and the limits of one's imagination mm-hmm. and and there's so much complicity in that and i think like that's the first moment that the speaker like names their own sort of like f- or acknowledges where the limit of their imagination mm-hmm. is yeah. right yeah. and they have to steal themselves mm-hmm.
3: for what to, that possibility right is. yeah mm-hmm. to like
0: reach yeah. beyond that
3: Right. Or the danger of their imagination, right? Absolutely. They've seen it and know it and they just don't want to Mm -hmm. speak it into demonstrable reality. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Demonstrable. Yeah. And, and
1: (laughs) our, our, is just so deft in that progression. I mean, just for people who, uh, we're just listening to the poem and don't know i mean she introduces these parentheses really early on and -hmm. usually it's with this refrain it is important to mention here it is important to mention here and so there the audience is as as you just noted you know someone else the reader it's very aware of its making Mm -hmm. it's really letting the seams in the Mm -hmm. speaker's thinking show um but like not taking away from dramatic tension, not Mm. taking like, it is all a part of it. Um, Yeah, and so then when it progresses into this, since I'm spelling
3: the thing (laughs) out
1: and say it, it just. It's such a way of
3: speaking to Mm. the audience and to the self. Oh my God. You know, like the, the, the thing being, a thing that is spoken around. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that like the
0: vagueness means like, like it is vague mm. because we know exactly right. what it, yeah. like the it's specific, yeah. specific. it is. Yeah. is because of its
3: it's, it's, yeah. its, it's being so vague. Yeah. And it's to the point where it's italicized, like it's the title of something. Yeah. And that moment
1: when she says, you might have worried for him in the <laughs> white space between lines oh, five she, and she, six.
3: She makes she you go, go yeah, back. She, she back. did that. She <laughs> makes you go
2: <laughs> back, <laughs> back to the bottom the yeah. lines. And I was, like counts, bro, she right? literally Peace. calls yeah. out
3: the lines <laughs> yeah. And and where you were when you read it. Yes. Yeah. It, oh, uh, like It's so good. I man. can't I just yeah. Why you do this to me, Rosalie? Oh yeah.
2: I think it's also like important to mention so like for people who don't know the poem, um, that is um indented lines or dog uh, indented, every other one's indented. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like how her is kinda of, like unsprawling. Like, mm-hmm. And it feels like it's unsprawling with the indentation of the lines, right? right. Mm-hmm. But then after she like announces, like, my marriage is, is doing too much, it goes into, like, lineation. Like, it goes to justified lines right, after that. Yeah. It's like, I did awesome sprawling. I'm kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. I have to say this thing. Wait a minute, let me stop. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back into leadless, remember. remember? Like mm-hmm. let's, t- let's, let's let's recollect this thing. So it's also quick. the stanza
0: break. And it's a stanza yeah, break, yeah, yeah. right? That's yeah. just... The fr- yeah, the first.
2: It's <sighs> wild. And then the section two is all justified Mm -hmm. there's no indentation at all like I have to I have to talk about this I too am built out of a question about the sky so it's just like Mm -hmm. the levels of like the layers of the poem is just fantastic
0: and I actually really love that formal note because um one thing I'm really struck by what you said Bettina about like the threat of one's imagination Mm -hmm. right I think like especially with the um the Neil deGrasse Tyson sort of quote in the beginning like it actually is so much about like it it sort of frames imagination as aspiration, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Right. And so it seems like formally too. this sort of like Mm. self-doubt is sort of reckoning with the threat of the speaker's own imagination and knowing where eventually it has to go, right? right? And I'm just so, yeah, I'm just so curious about the threat of imagination and like even in sort of the oceanographic (laughs) sort of (laughs) survey that you're talking about, right? There is the threat in like sort of imagining Mm. what that space um, could hold
1: which feels like a response to the the external threat of imagination with this white woman right. who's a neighbor. Her imagination is like the actual yeah, threat yeah. that we'll yeah, call I mean, like it goes, the violence. To me, yeah. It
3: goes right to like Cornelius Edie's brutal imagination, right? Mm. Like talk about he's, that. Like, mm-hmm. expand, he's, he's basically the writing story. in the voice yeah. of a white woman's imagination. Is, you know, what's that woman? Susan, Ooh. somebody, I that white remember. lady that a ima- met that name would like, be Susan. Look, l- it's, it's probably Susan. I think it's.
2: I think it's Susan. <laughs> I've <haven't laughs> yeah. read it in so long. I feel like. Yeah, yeah.
3: But, but you know the woman who, um, basically said like basically killed her children. Like mm-hmm. like what drove the car into into a river, a river or yeah, something and like that. My mom and then said the that there was some about her black lot. man that did, that did it. it. And so <sighs> even to the point made like the, the police made a whole sketch and this part this black man <laughs> is entirely made up. Mm-hmm. Is entirely her imagination, right? And so like we and it's almost like she's the Arras Elise is doing this kind of like she's like, we know that imagination. Like we have that and we know what it can do. We know the harm that it caused. And let me tell you a story in which it didn't kill somebody. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's like variations on this yeah. <laughs> about like what imagination can look like. What imagination was there? Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just li- imagination isn't limited to this one mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> white woman. Missouri's
0: right. Coroner News, the Ohio Coroner's mm. News, right? Mm-hmm, like the, right. Yeah, just like framing it in this right. history.
3: Yeah. And just, um, yeah, putting it into perspective, like that space between, like that, the, the, that this white woman's imagination also was so limited in terms of space while. Neil deGrasse Tyson in the epigraph, she's like letting us know that his imagination was so extensive that he could imagine himself
1: yes.
3: something that no one else around him can imagine himself to be. And that that imagining like took him to want to like think about space.
0: Yes. Or that those, those, those. <laughs> Two considerations are almost like equal in their mm-hmm. aspiration. Yeah, right? yeah. To think
3: about space is to also think about wanting to think about yes. space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's how um, incredibly unthinkable <laughs> it would yeah. be, and Absolutely. this woman can't even think about, like, can't even yeah. see, can't even can't get see. to seeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not. What imagination?
0: Imagination is getting in the <laughs> in way of actual What's in front of her, yeah. and yeah. he
3: is like actually looking at the moon and stars
0: yeah, yeah it, i guess it would be wrong to say the this the woman in this poem has a failure of imagination mm-hmm. right it's it's entirely it's like, she just has yeah. like a faulty imagination it's very or? successful it that is that way. Actually like it's actually almost it's,
2: yeah. it's to uh, the point where it's warping her actual sight it's like it actually, an, yeah. overactive right. <laughs> an overactive imagination an overactive,
3: and we know about its capabilities to create a reality right, right. right. Yeah. Absolutely, such, exactly. such yeah. as in the case and of in the ways brutal the imagination
0: in the ways that are also inverse of like right of Neil deGrasse Tyson aspiring to imagine a thing and mm-hmm. it being met in reality by people being like but like don't you just want to play ball instead <laughs> like yeah, right. you know like that is just mm. like limit your yeah. imagination like right. you have to stop yeah. thinking too much right. like, Yeah, we're giving right. you what you want to do
3: yeah right. I mean and not that like even him having a desire to or not have a desire to be an athlete right is a limit right mm. but right. like his 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 imagination is particular right, and it gets to be particular um, yeah
2: I'm kind of awed by uh so line seven is where the second sentence starts, and that sentence goes into like possibly like line thirty or forty or something on the, on a the third page of the poem. That's wild
1: mm. They Such a long in. sentence, so, so, and yet yeah, we never get So starting get lost. line
2: seven, uh, his neighbor is important to mention here. She that she is white. That's the second sentence, the start of it. Mm-hmm. That go that sentence goes up until the third page of the poem. It's oh, possibly wow. like line like I don't know, thirty-five or forty or something. Right. I didn't, I didn't what count. does it end on? It ends on his his neighbor's imagination and wound. Mm-hmm. at the end of it. And then the third sentence starts. Uh, this poem wants only the moon in here. hair. That's wild. Yeah. Wow.
1: So deft. That's what I'm saying. Like she does that and it's not Mm -hmm. showing off in the sense that like, I don't think people reading this would be like, Oh, this is a very long sentence going on. You know, like we're so caught up
3: and yet she's doing doing that. A lot
1: of breath. And we don't get lost. We don't get. No, uh, no, we're with her. We're,
3: we're, we're with her in it because Mm -hmm. I mean, in this section, this is like where we have the aside since I'm spelling the thing out, the cops, right? and if i'm spelling it out anyway like there's i mean even outside of the parentheticals there are these kind of breaths there's a whole lot of comments Yes, yes.
0: a lot <laughs> well, <Yeah. they're>, it's <laughs> many, many right yes. like and the, like all right. those clauses are just like qualifications and like all the qualifications are important in mm-hmm. relation to like the imagination of the subjects and <laughs> the poems right. too right, right? like right. The, these both their imaginations have to be qualified in like very mm-hmm. different ways especially considering sort of how it starts with his neighbor um calling the police right Mm -hmm. and ends with (laughs) um the murderous jury yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like
3: yeah
2: Yeah, and it's like after that the murderous jury the sentences become vastly shorter like yeah we have the boy period the cops period my body in this poem period it's like Oh, after mm-hmm. after what has been done, after the imagination is kind of m- murdered, it's like, all we have is short short moments mm-hmm. of like actual reality.
3: Yeah, I mean, and what a run-on sentence does, tells us about the expansiveness of an imagination, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. It, it does that kind of like, where was I? Where was
2: I? Right, what was I doing? It stays yeah. in that singular moment, mm-hmm. but like... Mm-hmm
3: right and there's but and yet and still there's still breaths within it there's still like whole worlds whole galaxies if you will within it.
1: i keep coming back to this and gloriously unhuman mysteries mm-hmm. and I, I and it's a reference to you know neil degrasse tyson as a boy in space but i'm thinking about how much this poem is about the act of writing a poem and i'm thinking mm-hmm. about like poetry as gloriously unhuman mm-hmm. even as i mean obviously it it requires humanity but but there's something about working with language and, and creating um this artifact that to me sometimes feels gloriously unhuman mm-hmm.
2: i like that
0: yeah yeah she is um i mean the speaker's like wrestling with sort of the artifice is not the wrong w- i don't mean artifice in the like sort of fake cheap kind of way but maybe mediated kind of Mm. way right like there's a mediation happening and sort of like wrestling with how to make it authentic and clear
1: yeah yeah i guess poetry would be like the transference of humanity into something gloriously unhuman i don't
3: know I mean I think also because she's she's co- wrestling with the question of who gets to be human in it in in the book largely. So like and the the work of poetry is so very much the humanities. Like right? yeah. it's it's very it's like the ultimate yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> aspect of humanist discourse. Right. That. What it might it mean? To, one. What it might it mean to write about astrophysics in a poem? Mm-hmm. Um, might also be that kind of. I think about like how Tyson DeGrasse Tyson acted. <laughs> I say I say that with multiple meanings. In his kind of reboot of that science show, Cosmos, mm-hmm. Cosmos, right, right, well, like this repetition of the glorious fact that we are insignificant, <laughs> right? Like, like, do you see that blue dot? You know, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and and like how that the last is fifteen minutes of the last day, no, right. <laughs> right? Like, this is you. Yeah. You're here. You know, like, and how that is kind of kind of it while it's juxtaposed it could be juxtaposed on kind of like an idea of like humanist discourse right actually they they happen at the same time like the interest in the like the interest in the cosmos to that extent knowing that the universe does not revolve around the earth comes at the same time out. <laughs> that folks are interested in the human that comes at the same time that this idea of the human is being formulated. So it's like it's, it's those two poles of trying to like situate what the human is and also understand it, it is so insignificant. Well, also, also again, trying to make it make it so significant and we so we have someone and i mean i think that's the tension of this poem we have Mm -hmm. someone this black boy in new york non-human subject um by some discourses right or by the discourse of the history of like humanism is not a human in his like Very humanist pursuit of the stars is not able to be seen as human and makes and like you could stop at the moment that there's this like human connection because he offers the cops an opportunity to also see the stars to expand their imaginations. But what is also happening is, you know, to go back to what you're saying, is Aracelis is writing, sitting down and writing this poem, and then having to think, like, because she doesn't, she doesn't end on the story of no, Tyson. No. She ends on, like, what it means, like, to have this baby, yeah. right? To have this baby boy. And, like, like, fuck the end of that story. <laughs> like, what is the end of my story in this kind of... Tussle with wanting to be seen as human, wrestling with human persons, beings, and you know, just wanting to like look at the stars, like wanting to have yeah, such yeah. an imagination, wanting to to do that work, and and in 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 the the confines of of sparse language that is poetry, right? I want to keep talking. As
2: I I always Luther do. always wants to keep talking. I'm like, that was the best
1: ending we could ever get. And, and Luther's like, okay, but I have one more. I, question. Like, <laughs> I Just want to
2: keep going. Mm, yeah. Um.
3: No, y'all are helping me because you know I still got to write this chapter. <laughs> <when> <laughs> you can cite <laughs> us. No, right, recite totally the, the <laughs> on. Yeah, totally in my acknowledgments already. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just
2: this the move from uh, section one to section two and how 61 was so much about this boy imagining and wanting to see the stars and how it's put up against uh, a white woman and the cops and how they don't see him as subject into going into her th- remembering that she is a human. Like, I have a body and I'm moving through the world and I forgot that I'm not an alien. I'm of this earth and I have these things and I'm empty and I, I birthed the child. And it's like that That immediate dis- 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 disposition is just, <sighs> Blows my mind. This this the way that's set up. Mm. This the narrative of that. Like the to jump from one thing to that. That's what I wanna say. Thanks. Love it. It's been fun.
1: (laughs) Thanks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean but I mean it's very it's both very literal and Mm. you know, like building on that, um you know, we're all made of star stuff thing. Right, yeah. Right? Like, I too am built out of a question about the sky. Yeah. A body bearing right. things ordinary as light. I mean, and, and I mean, what, I mean, one, we're all made of star stuff. And then two, the kind of the way she's setting up the Black Maria as a, like, as this kind of oceanic space of darkness. Right. That is like, you literally, like, Ever been to the beach at night? Like, you're like,
2: people yeah. be out there. Right. Like, there is, like, like you cannot say. It's, it it's terrifying. <laughs> you it know is what I'm saying? saying?
3: <laughs> and so, like, and that, that's, you know, the, tra- the traveling space in mm-hmm. which, you know, like, your people came through mm-hmm. to make you, to make mm-hmm. your life the way that it is, right? Um, you know, when I realized this. I was on my back, Mm. my legs in the stirrups, and the lights of the technician's office were dimmed as she slid the wand up inside me. After, like a room, the baby emptied me in space, (laughs) is what I thought.
2: Thank you to Bettina for sitting with us, chatting with us, and uh, laughing with us. Shout out to Artist Elise Germai for everything. Everything. And of course, the Flavor Blue for that wonderful, outstanding music. Quiet as a church mouse. Hey, and thank you to you, listener, listeners, lovers of all things to listen to, for sticking it out with us and loving us. And because you love us, rate us five stars on whatever platform we are in your ears on. Yeah. Something about Stitcher right here. <laughs> and hit five that, Stitchers. Five Stitchers. <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Lastly, follow us on Twitter at Pod and send along your anime-related questions. To Luther. To me, apparently. <laughs> your saddest <laughs> anecdotes and your least favorite poem.
1: What? Yeah.
2: Tell us something.
1: I want to know that.
0: Yeah, about you.
2: Uh, and send that all to the Povatalan Pot at gmail.fetti and spaghetti. Fetti and spaghetti.
0: Fetti and spaghetti, cause my crew rocks steady. Fetti and spaghetti. Fetti and, and spaghetti. Yo. Ooh, chi wally wally. Ooh, chi bang bang. While the world is falling. We can maintain, folding origami, making crane cranes, got a thousand wishes on my brain brain. I put salt in the water when I'm cooking up the pasta, trying to keep me quiet but you know what's gonna cost ya, cause I cook them proper, redder than a lobster, mate, bait, but my mama was a mobster and this gonna show you these hands gonna take on these streets gonna show you who's mad cause my crew mob steady feddy and spaghetti feddy and spaghetti feddy and the